You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the newsroom to you live. Hi there, everybody. This is Jeff Edgers from the Washington Post. Um, and we're here today uh, for a wonderful treat. We're going to talk to actress, uh, director, um, musician, uh, Kira Sedgwick. <laughs> and uh, we're talking on the occasion of her, the release of her uh, not d- directorial debut, but major motion picture directorial debut. I don't really know if I can pronounce that word right, but the whole David Spade presenting her with her Golden Globe threw me off a little, I'll be honest. Um, but she has a film out called Space Oddity. Um, and uh, it's it's a lovely film, uh, which, um, you know, if you've seen many of the large films that are in the movie theaters, Creed, for example, um, these are giant films with lots of people punching each other. And uh, this is a beautiful film that addresses issues like grief and climate change. And um, there are just so many others in, in more subtle ways. And it's beautifully done. So, uh, uh, Kira, welcome to Washington Post Live. Thank you so much. That was a lovely intro. Uh, your intro was great. And I love that little clip. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so thanks for thanks for coming. Um, you know, and. Uh, I saw this film a couple days ago. I guess now it's in theaters and we can see it on video on demand. I saw it on my computer, but I'm definitely going to try to see it in a theater um, for that experience. But um, tell me something you've done. uh, You've directed. It sounds like mainly television, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I've done a lot of episodic television directing and um, directed a movie for television. Yeah. So how do you come to this film? What 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 happens that that finds this uh, finds this film's way to you? Um, Richard Arlick actually sent it to my production company. I have a production company called Big Swing because we like to take the big swings. Um, and uh, I thought it was this beautiful script. Um, it felt like a very entertaining container that. Um, had a lot of important issues that it was trying to tackle and themes, but ultimately it was, you know, very much a love letter to the planet. That's the way I felt about it. And it's a love story and it's sort of an adventure story. It's a family drama and it's got, you know, all the great things that I want out of movies, great character development, but also felt like these were important themes for me and hopefully for others. And, uh, you know, just to give people a very brief description of the plot, we have this young man. I know this this film stars this guy, uh, Kevin Bacon, who, you know, but I I actually think the stars uh, and he does an excellent job. I don't want to slag on him. Uh, But uh, uh, Kyle Allen, who plays Alex McAllister and Alexander Shipp as Daisy, they are sort of the true stars of the film. And uh, uh, Kyle is playing this character who's there's something wrong. Something is off. We don't know what it is exactly, but he has been selected to go to Mars and he's on this family farm and he's training and getting ready. And it's his entire focus. And the idea is that he will go to Mars and he will not return. So this is a very important you know, part of the film. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I wonder in the climate that we're in today, um, when, as I said, it, it takes a lot to make something. Um, what did you have to do personally to make this film, to make it happen, whether it's things that you had to do to make it um, affordable when you were when you're filming it and things uh-huh. you had to do to make people, you know, explain this needs to be released. This needs to be seen. 
Yeah. I mean, everything was hard about it. I mean, the only thing that wasn't hard about it was actually shooting the movie. Um, we, even though we only had 21 days and, you know, a tiny budget, um, I'm pretty unrelenting when I really believe in something and love it. I mean, I feel like you sort of have to be in this business if you want to make anything, anything. Um, and you know, it's so funny people are like, but it's going to be really hard. I'm like, what's not hard. Everything's hard. Like, <laughs> you know, being a woman is hard. Like being in this business since I'm 16 years old is hard. Like getting older is hard. Like, you know, um, winning a golden globe has its difficulties, you know? Um, so I think that what, what I had to do professionally for the movie was to just put everything on the line and just say, this is, this is, I'm doing this and, and, and really believe in it. And just like every day, like push that rock up the hill. Um, it was very hard to raise the money for this movie. I did a lot of calling of people, you know, cold calling of people that I barely knew. Um, I cold called the flower farm from California and said, hi, I'm Kara Sedgwick and I want to shoot this movie and any interest in letting me shoot on your working flower farm for, um, you know, 15 days. Um, and, and also, you know, we had to, you know, 21 days is a very, very small amount of time to shoot. I'm certain that, you know, maybe better, good things could come out of more days, but I feel like I got everything I wanted. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, 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 it's about being, about believing in something that's so much bigger than yourself that you just do everything you can to, to make it happen. And, and I, um, w by the way, we have um, we have a huge staff here, so we have viewer mail. And um, uh, Ernesto Lopez from New York, uh, I guess he didn't want to focus it in more, but New York, the entire state. Who are the directors <laughs> that that have inspired you? Oh my God, so many. I, I just, you know, I worked in the last six years with um, Kelly Fremont Craig who actually has a movie coming out called Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret? And I, I did her movie, um, The Edge of Seventeen. Um, that was a wonderful movie um, that to work on and to see her firsthand and the way she directed. I mean, I've worked with incredible people. I've worked with Oliver Stone. I've worked with James Ivory. I've worked with uh, James Brooks. I've worked with, um, with you know, Nicole Cassell, um, who's, you know, now very big in this sort of TV world of the the Watchmen, et cetera. But she, she, I did a movie with her called The Woodsman. That was a very, you know, incredible movie. Um, I, I'm, I'm inspired. You know, the wonderful thing about being a director who's an actor is that you actually get to see other people direct firsthand, whereas other directors don't really get to see other directors. So you get to like pull, oh, I like this from this person. I definitely don't want to do that. Um, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and when I, when I have a script that I love, when I have something that I'm about to direct, I watch many, many, a myriad of films that will inspire me, you know, um, shot wise or character wise or, um, genre wise. So I, I really do a deep dive into watching many people's, uh, work and, and there's a lot of great directors out there. Yeah. Are there, um, uh, you know, we talk about, you referenced it briefly and I, I certainly don't want to be the one who says, what is it like to be a woman in rock and roll, you know, but, um, but we know that, uh, this has been a male run business and I'm wondering when you're the director of a film, are there things you can do to bring more women, more people of color, more people who haven't been represented in film into the, into the process? 
Oh yeah, totally. And I make that a, I mean, my producing partner and I make that an absolute requirement. Um, that's part of big swing is, um, you know, diversity and women hires and people that, um, that won't necessarily be everybody else's first choice because maybe they're a little green, but they're either a woman or a person of color that, you know, definitely has all the chops. Um, that's the great thing about being the employer, um, being a producer and a director is that you get to hire people that not everyone's going to hire. I think it's a, it's a, you know, I, I think that it's, it's a requirement as a woman to be, you know, putting your hand down and trying to pull another woman up, whether that's, you know, in crew or cast or fellow directors or whatever, you know, being a, an, a director in a female director in Hollywood is a really hard thing to do. I mean, it's just a fact. Um, in fact, there was just a UCLA study that just came out where the numbers, you know, one would think that after the last study, you know, things would be better, but they're, they're pretty <laughs> dismal out there. Uh, yeah. I think 14% of, of all like 400 films that were, you know, tallied last year were directed by women. I mean, that's just heartbreaking, you know, so I'm fighting the good fight. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem is you have it's not just directors. It's not just plucking directors out. It's every level of position exactly. and finding a way to get people through the process. So you've directed on TV. You've done um, comedy. Uh, my, my son's favorite show is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, you've done uh, Ray Donovan, City on a Hill, dramas. So, uh, explain to me as a director, when you come into this film, which has funny parts and serious parts, um, is there a, a conscious way that you set that tone or get feedback on it? Because you don't have an audience there in the theater responding. You don't know exactly how funny something is and exactly when to touch uh, that moment. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you balance those? I, I just trust my instincts. You know, if it makes me giggle, I trust that um, that it will make someone else giggle. Um, and you know, I think that's the great thing about being an actor, right? Is that I get to do drama and comedy and I can, you know, flip flop between those two things. And, um, and so when you have that funny bone, I think you also have that way of knowing how to shoot something so that it has more lightness to it, you know, and conversely how to shoot something so that it has more, more heaviness to it. Um, and, um, yeah, I just I, I I feel comfortable in both genres, and I love the fact that this movie has all that. To me, this movie is funny, sad, hopeful, which is my jam. I think going forward. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about your husband, uh, this uh, Kevin Bacon, um, and um, this film. He cries. Is he is he good at cry? Can he cry on cue? Does it is there a certain time period it takes to make him? get uh i couldn't tell there's a point where he puts his head down is he hiding that he's not crying? is it, tell me about his crying please my god hilarious no he was definitely crying oh um, okay oh yeah he's definitely crying oh my god that's so funny um he is often not not given the chance to cry in the characters that he plays you know um but he is an extraordinary actor and plays him in the circumstances of the character and he's going to um he's going to meet the moment and he did in that moment and i think you know to speak to that you know how to shoot something heavier i, I there was a conscious effort on my part to try to shoot that in one take you know um, and to just do a slow push in on it. And 
I feel like, um, maybe not you, but I feel like most people, um, when something is happening in the moment and it doesn't get cut into, they're more taken on an emotional journey with it, especially if an if a if if it is a moment when a character who normally is holding it together tries so hard to keep holding it together, but the dam just breaks. Yeah, and it's a beautiful shot. I mean, you you I think correct me if I'm wrong. You end that shot by swinging over to their backs, so we're yeah. seeing them from behind, and it's and yeah. it's very humanizing. For I don't know why exactly, but there's something yeah. in that shot that shows you you know sadness and age and just a, we a weariness, but also a connectiveness. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not a movie critic. I apologize. I got oh, to no, stay no. in my lane. Um, so is it hard to, is it hard? You, you have a daughter who's a, who's an actress. Uh, you have a son who's in music. You have a husband who does these, these movie things. Is there a difference in how you, um, and you deal with them when you're in a professional situation? Is it harder? Is it easier to get them uh, to do what you need them to do. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's funny, right? That's really an interesting question. I mean, it's kind of both. And, um, I think that, you know, for instance, what was easier was that we didn't have trailers and, um, and I got to go up to Kevin and go, are you okay with not having a trailer? And he might not have been okay with not having a trailer because he needs a place to nap, um, on another movie. But I'm like, I got 21 days and like no money. And can you do me a solid, you know? So, so he's going to say yes to, to me in that, in that arena. And he's also going to um, probably be more open to my notes because he trusts me so implicitly. You know, on the other side of it, I think that sometimes you don't want to, you know, want to push your, you know, child too hard, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, I think Sosie was in my first movie, uh, Story of a Girl, and and I I really had to push her, and I and and I and I think that. Um, and she was extraordinary even back then, you know, for, for five years, five years ago. I mean, she's incredible. And now the world knows how amazing she is. Um, but but but, you know, I had to push her probably a little out of her comfort zone. And, you know, it's so hard to do that as a mom. You're like, oh, my God, I don't want to make her feel bad. I don't want to be mad at me, you know. So so it's both. And and I think with Travis, who's an incredible composer, I also, you know, sometimes it just wasn't right. And I had to go, you know, I needed, I needed a different cue or I needed something else. And, and, you know, maybe that's hard from your mom. I don't know. Cause I'm not him, but I imagine it would be. Yeah. I mean, I always find, uh, I, I'm, as you know, a writer and my wife is a journalism professor when I really want things to be great. And I also want to feel bad about myself. I read her the story out loud because she's the only person that won't be uh, trying to make me feel good. She's trying to make sure. Why did you do this? What? what no, that's boring. You know. Um, hey, can we? Uh, I, I want to show one of these TikToks, which um, my my uh, one of the powerful producers wanted to show. One they wanted to show a Miley Cyrus song. I'm an old man, so I was more into this TikTok. Can uh, folks? Can we show the Honey. TikTok? Yeah. New Year's Eve. What are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing? Every night I just want to go and get out of my head Every day I don't want to get up, get out of my bed Every night I want to play out 
Every day I wanna do ooh, 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 ooh. But tonight I just wanna stay And be with you ooh, And be with you but I like the harmony. Happy New Year, everybody. Slap Happy New Year. Happy New Year, honey. Be safe. Oh, is, that, uh, is that, so you're just, that's typical, that happens all the time. You have a camera like the Big Brother show, and then you're reading a book, and then you just kind of do that off the cuff, right? No rehearsal, you just harmonize like, like Paul McCartney. Oh my God, are you kidding? Yeah. Hours of rehearsal, hours of rehearsal. This is, Kevin is very exacting about this, this world, but, um, but yeah, no, it's super fun. I mean, it's always his idea and I'm always like, oh, really? But, you know, I go along and it's fun. <laughs> um, do, do, you know, this, this is like, again, this is like in the, I like sometimes asking a bad question by framing it, like insulting the person asking the question. And then I ask the bad question because it seems kind of dumb, but, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, and I'm always fascinated by what what does it take to have a great marriage? You're famous people. What do you do? And then I always think that you'll say something like, uh, or or most people, if they're sensible, will say, well, it's not always like uh, we're singing the Paul McCartney song. Sometimes yes. we have arguments. You know, my house, we, uh, my wife and I, I would say, she might agree with me, uh, won't ever get divorced, but we argue. We have some some spats over things, you know, uh, and uh, and and we move on from it. But I'm sure you get asked that I, when I look at stories about you, you get asked that all the time, right? And I'm yeah. wondering, one, does it bother you to be asked that? And then, what is the answer to this thing? Does it bother me to be asked that? No, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a perfectly okay question. It's just. Um, I don't have the answer. That's really the answer. And I often come back with a witty little little quote that we both use, which is, um, the secret to a happy marriage is not to ask a celebrity what the secret to a happy marriage is. That's good. I like that. I saw uh, in the uh, enormously long George Harrison documentary that was done years ago, his wife was asked that question, what's the secret to a happy marriage? And she said, don't get divorced. Oh my God, that's so good. I'm stealing it. Works, right? Um, so uh, this this uh, decision to have uh, to have your husband in the film, do you um, when you look forward to to you know the work day or you you know obviously that he's a great actor, um, do you want to continue making films with him, making projects with him? Do you say I want to do this on my own without uh, with without somebody I know all of his you know, you sort of know his moves, right? Um, yeah. Do you think about that as you go forward? Because you've done both. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I feel like um, I don't always want to have him in my movies, but um, but I can tell you that I really want to direct him to his Oscar really badly. Okay, okay. Um, 
And I want, you know, another thing about Space Oddity, as you know, I like music, as you can tell from listening to your TikToks. Space Oddity. So that's a David Bowie song. Do you have to go to the David Bowie estate and say, hey, we're going to name our movie Space Oddity. And then you have this incredible cover version of the song Space Oddity in the in the movie. How do you get that done? It was hard. I mean, like I said, everything was hard. Um, you know, uh, the movie, you're not allowed to uh, trademark a title. So you were allowed to call Space Oddity, um, but the 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 song was in the script and I had hoped to use the actual song. Um, believe it or not, it's actually easier to use the Bowie version. It's less expensive to use just the Bowie version than to get a cover. You have to get an okay from the estate, understandably. Um, and so we, you have to go to the estate, you have to ask them, then you have to pay them a certain amount of money. Then I had to beg Brandy Carlisle and the twins for like two years, I think I begged them. Um, I was the thing that wouldn't leave. Um, and um, and then you have to pay them to, to do the cover. So, um, so it was um, two-stop shopping, uh, but I think it's a beautiful cover. And, and to me, the idea of a woman singing that song as we're sort of in his head was an interesting juxtaposition. And, you know, it's, 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 it's in a moment in the movie where he's at his absolute bottom and she, with her like soulful, you know, sort of desperate, you know, wailing was just a perfect, it was just a perfect um, combination for me. I, uh, so Brandy Carlisle, I feel like uh, you must have her phone number, right? You call call her up and ask her to do this thing. I mean, in this movie, also just so, sort of out of nowhere, Alfred Woodard pops up, right? I assume you know her as well, you know? like uh, So when you're making a film like this, uh, I assume you've had years of great experience. Why don't you call in every single favor you've ever had and get every single person you know to do so, or do, is, do you think about that? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I think it's important not to have a whole bunch of stars in a movie and a, to like build, you know, a, a, in another world. I mean, I'm building another world here, right? I'm building like this town in Rhode Island. And, you know, I, 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 I don't, I, I know that some people, and I know that for financing, they're like, get a star for every single character. But frankly, that sort of takes me out of the movie a lot. Um, Alfre is so utterly believable as like a family doctor. And I also wanted to make that the world of the film, you know? Um, Alfre and I did a movie together called Heart and Souls. And I did, I called her and I was like, hey, would you would you consider doing this? You know, she just is like, she's the voice of reason in the movie. And I love everything. I love all of that coming out of her mouth, you know, that she's the voice of reason in the movie. And also the voice of like, you know, is it really so bad, you know, that he's doing this thing? Is it really so bad? Aren't you all kind of checking out in one way or another? It's like, she's really saying the, the problem, you know? And the problem is not really is not really Alex. The problem is the family and the grief and what they're not dealing with. Right. And I do like the idea. I mean, I don't know Kyle Allen as an actor. I just don't know him. But um, yeah. you make your you make the new stars. You know what I mean? We watch him in this film and we go, we want to see him again in something exactly. doing this. And it, and it, and it means something. Um, th another, by the way, another reader question. Uh, this woman, Linda Frazier Jacobson, she's from Iowa. Uh, imagine that. Just think of the readership we have. Uh, she said, the, <laughs> what is the hardest challenge or learning curve in making a film? I would add, you know, explain uh, the difference between directing a film and a TV episode, what 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 that involves. 
Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things about the difference is that, you know, as an episodic director who's not direct, hasn't directed the pilot, I don't get to pick the cast and I don't get to pick the crew and I don't get to pick, um, you know, a lot of the guest stars, you know, so so that's and, and also you're you're fitting yourself into a predetermined frame, right? Like the frame that the, the the sensibility of the whole show is something that you're plugging yourself into. Um, so while I love that, the great thing about making a movie is that, you know, I'm in charge of the whole thing. I mean, many people are in charge, but I, I am in charge of what the audience sees at every moment and how they see it, right. How they see it visually, um, what actors are saying the lines, what they're wearing, where the play thing takes place, you know? So I love being, I mean, one of the, reasons why I got into this side of the business was to be a bigger part of the storytelling. You know, as an actor, you're only a pretty small part of the storytelling, even if you're the lead, because you're not in charge of what our audience is seeing and how, and how information is unfolding. So, so, um, and also you just have a much bigger frame, frankly, you know, you have a much bigger world that you want to, there, there's something very, you know, you, the word cinematic is there for a reason is because it's, it needs to be a, a large frame containing a lot of interesting things to look at. Whereas TV, it's a smaller frame and you need less interesting things it, all within the frame, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that when, when I see some of the shots in this film, you know, there's, um, I think early on when uh, Alex is lying in a field and it's shot from above, you think, boy, I wish this wasn't on my PC. You know, and I, I don't even know how people watch things on their phones, which I know the kids do. Uh, you want to watch it in a theater or a big screen or something like, you know, something like that. Um, do you uh, do you think about what it what it would be like? I don't know if you've directed yourself on, on, on television episodes, but I'm curious about I've heard some people say piece of cake and other people say I, I'm too busy I don't want to be doing those two two things I wouldn't really be able to concentrate have you thought about this oh yeah I've thought about it a lot because I actually had a had a great script that I wanted to direct but I wanted to also star in it and I went back and forth I mean tortured myself about that decision ultimately came to I, I you know it was interesting because I actually watched my daughter did a short just as I was finishing up making this decision and I was in the short, uh, Sosie directed me in a short and um, I watched her be, be the whole short, essentially like she had a huge part and then also direct herself. And I thought, oh my God, that looks so hard. Now, again, as we said in the beginning of our talk together, hard does not scare me. However, I care so much about this particular movie and my acting job in it that I don't want anything to get in the way of me doing the best acting job I can. So I really do hope to do it. And I actually had many talks with, with Bradley Cooper about it, who was really like, it's the only way to go is to direct yourself. And he was very encouraging of that. And then, and still I, I made the other choice, but, um, but I do want to do it at some point. For sure. I don't want to be the entire lead of a movie, though, when I first do it, did it, do it. And he didn't do that either, which I reminded him. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question, because we do have to go because you have like a whole life to lead here. But uh, I know we could talk for hours. Um, do you have another film that you're uh, uh, going to be making anytime soon? Or, or what, if as fans of you, we'd love to know what what's next for you. 
Thank you. As a director, no, um, I, I don't have don't have my next directing gig. I have a couple of uh, of movies, acting movies that that I'm going to come out in, but I don't know when they'll come out or what festivals they'll be at or anything like that. But but directing is, you know, you, you said it in my little uh, intro. It is a, it is a real calling for me, and I I'm obsessed with it. So I can't wait. Yeah. Well, um, we we so appreciate you being here, and uh, I hope people will go out and see the uh, see the film Space Oddity. Thanks for listening. For more information on our upcoming programs, go to WashingtonPostLive.com.